Good morning. It is Thursday, May 27th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm thrilled to be joined right now by Brad Crawford, National College Football Writer for 24-7 Sports. Brad, I don't think we have the musical rights to play like Billie Eilish or Deuce World or something, but I'm kind of feeling ESPN, a little college football music vibes today as we look at the most intriguing week one games of the 2021 college football season. You did an article on this last week at 24-7 Sports, kind of inspired by the fact that kickoff times had been released. And I just, I was preparing for this episode, Brad. I'm just over the moon to talk about actual set-in-stone schedules with teams from one conference playing teams from another. Yeah, man. And it's an actual off-season feel right now heading into summer. You know, there's legitimately less than 100 days until we kick off a, you know, real college football season. And it, it feels pretty good, you know, going through these projection articles and trying to predict bowl games three months out. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, we got a holiday weekend coming up. I might drop by the local bookstore and see which, uh, if maybe Lindy's is out. So uh, we're not going to talk about all 10 of these games, Brad. We're going we're gonna to start from one and go to five, and we'll do discussions on those games. And on, on, for, for now, I'll just throw out number six. You have Notre Dame at Florida State, which is on a Sunday. Notre Dame's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Number seven, Ohio State at Minnesota. That's on a Thursday. Could not find a line. Your number eight most intriguing week one game, North Carolina at Virginia Tech. The Tar Heels are a six and a half point favorite so far, and that's on a Friday. Number nine, Louisville versus Ole Miss. That's in Atlanta on a Monday, Labor Day night. Ole Miss is a seven point uh, seven point favorite. And then number 10 would be Boise State at Central Florida. Couldn't find a line for that one yet. And then Brad, before we get for your one through five, I wanted to throw three more games at you that I'm sort of sure. interested in. Uh, Iowa hosting Indiana. I think generally I love what the Big Ten's doing with their interconference week one games. And then I'm also going to throw out to you two why games. Like, why are you playing this game? This is a, a, a power program playing a trickier than expected group of five team. Oklahoma at Tulane. I mean, OU will win, but why are we doing that? And then why is Cal playing Nevada? Cal probably thought that was going to be an easier game a few years ago, but Carson Strong at quarterback and Romeo Dabbs at receiver, that's going to be really tough. And I think you would probably agree that Texas versus Louisiana falls into that too, but we'll talk about that later. All right, Brad, enough, enough about me. Number one, Georgia versus Clemson in Charlotte, 7.30 at night on ABC. How excited are you? Yeah, man, just down the road for me, two potential playoff teams in week one. I mean, this is a... Great showdown for viewers, you know, not so much Dabo and Kirby Smart, whose teams are probably going to take all of fall camp preparing for this game and really need to be at their best in week one. You know, it's it's not often we say that um, Alabama over the years has played like 12 out of the last 14 years against, you know, top 25, those kind of made for TV showdowns. But you don't really see Georgia Clemson in those games. And and here we are. So that's two potential, you know, top four teams, top top five teams, probably in the preseason. And very good quarterback battle as as well as, you know, a couple of dogs on defense. Both of those teams are going to have some first-round guys on the other side of the football. Yeah, Clemson right now is a three-point favorite. Were you surprised to see that line? Uh, slightly, and I, I, I think that's more uh, out of respect for, you know, the, the team that Georgia has coming back. This is probably Kirby Smart's best defense as far as personnel on, on paper. And then there's a quarterback, JT Daniels, who – over the last month of the season, last season, I mean, there there really wasn't any quarterback in college football who was playing at a at a higher clip than Daniel. So I think it'll be a very good game. Three points is probably where I would have it, honestly, Trey. Um, Clemson's a team that has 
kind of won these big game scenarios more often than, than Georgia these last few years. So, and it's a game too that it's going to be a lot of orange there as well. A lot of orange. You mentioned in your article this is a border war. You wish we played. You wish they played more often. For sure. Um, the the storylines are incredible, Brad. Not only the recruiting implications, but you've got two California quarterbacks going at it. I'm going to give you one more storyline to watch for. Georgia is getting a lot of buzz as the team that will land the services of Clemson transfer Darion Kendrick. So imagine, imagine Darion Kendrick matching up with Justin Ross on the game's first possession. That could be pretty awesome. Number two, Brad, Miami versus Alabama. That's at 3.30 on ABC from Atlanta. Bama is a 17-point favorite. So I'm going to, you mentioned the made-for-TV games. In 2020, Alabama would have crushed USC. Game was canceled. 2019, they beat Duke 42-3. That was hardly a made-for-TV game, but it was one of the special openers. Louisville in 2018, they won 51-14. Florida State in 17, they broke Jimbo Fisher's era there, 24 to 7. In 2016, they beat USC 52 to 6. And in 2015, they beat Wisconsin 35 to 17. Is there any reason for you to think that this game is going to be different from the years past and actually be competitive? It's funny. I actually put my notes here. The first sentence I have starred is I may have put this game number two, Trey, but I do not think it'll be one of the more competitive games during the opening weekend. But for me, you know, the, the hype level, it, it's, it's the first glimpse of, you know, seeing the defending national champions with a new quarterback in Bryce Young that everybody's talked about. We, we've only seen sort of in passing play behind Mac Jones last season. And this could be one of the best defenses Nick Saban has had during his tenure. And, and I will say this, it's a big spot for the ACC, too, because, you know, the national perception is, and it has been over the last, you know, five or six years, that it's a one-team league at the top in terms of the elites. I know you know, North Carolina and, and in last season, the, the one year Notre Dame was in the ACC as kind of a guest pick. You know, those those two teams have a shot this year. But Clemson right now is the ACC's elite. And I think Miami would, would certainly break into that mold if they were able to upset Alabama. Yeah, Derek King rehabbing from that ACL injury yep. that he suffered in the bowl game. You hope he's ready by week one. I'm sure he will be. That's That's going to be a tough test for Miami, to say the least. And man, Brad, like, you know what's going to get me through? like the dog days of July is knowing that at a certain point in the next few months, we are going to get to sit down and watch Alabama versus Miami. And then a few hours later, Georgia versus Clemson. I mean, I can't wait to see. see. Yeah. And and like this, these first two games we've mentioned, Georgia, Clemson, Miami, Alabama. I mean, we're we're talking about, you know, four college football blue bloods basically now over the last decade. And you've got stars all over the field that we're going to be opining for, you know, the, the rest of summer. So I'm pretty excited about those two games. Number three, you have Penn State at Wisconsin. So my theory after watching some of these awesome NBA playoffs, and I'm sure you've been watching as well, Brad, the crowds have been incredible. Same with hockey. As my Preds play your Canes, the the fans have been unleashed. PGA Championship as as well from Kiowa. The fans have been unleashed and they're ready to be loud. Camp Randall Stadium, that's going to be really tough for Penn State in week one. And it's a very good game between two conference teams. You, You kind of mentioned in the opening how the Big Ten decided to do that this season. I think opening weekend is is huge for the Big Ten. Not not only is Ohio State going on the road play Minnesota. You know, you mentioned the Iowa Indiana game. This game right here, I think, is going to determine which one of these teams you know challenges sort of for that nine or ten win mark this season. Both these programs, Penn State and Wisconsin, sort of failed to meet expectations in my opinion last fall. Wisconsin couldn't move the ball at all offensively, and then Penn State kind of got out of that zero and four hole they started in and. 
you know, finish with several straight wins. So I think it's two teams who are kind of itching to get back on the field and, and show that, you know, the 2020 campaign messed up by the pandemic was a fluke for both programs. And I think it's two very good quality top 20 teams. I was reading Chris Hummer had an article on Wednesday that Wisconsin and it's three game losing streak to end the season averaged 6.6 points per game. It was rough offensively for the Badgers. Yeah. I mean, Penn State at Wisconsin, I'm going to watch it, excited to watch it, but it does have some potential to be one of those where I'm like, why did I get excited for this? It does. 14, it's 14 to 10 entering the fourth quarter. Okay. Number four, Brad, I'm going to set you up here and then I'm going to share Trey's lock. I know you're worried about this year. one, Trey. Uh-huh. I, know, I know you're worried about this one. Louisiana at Texas to open the Steve Sarkeesian era. Texas is a nine point favorite. Louisiana Ooh. head coach Billy Napier. They went 10 and one last year. They beat Iowa State and they bring everybody back. So this is one of those games involving, I mean, I guess we can call them a group of five power now, right? Because they've done it back-to-back years, double-digit wins. You know, it's one of those games, Trey, where the playoff selection committee at the end of the year are going to kind of look at the Raging Cajuns. If they've won this game, you know, as a team, you know, maybe they're deserving of a New Year's Six bid outside to start out the Final Four. You know, how did they fare against the big boys? Here's the, here's the shot for Louisiana right here. It's obviously not going to be an easy game for Sarkeesian in his debut at Texas. Any analyst would tell you, Trey, that Texas is better talent-wise at most positions on the field in this game. But I think you'll see plenty of fireworks. And let's face it, this is, along with the Liberty game, is probably Louisiana's uh, Super Bowl this season, so to speak. I know that's cliche, but, I mean, it's huge going into Texas and trying to win that game. So maybe I, I should have had this one uh, in the top three, but I, I think it'll be a very good game. And tell you right now man raging cajuns getting nine points Uh i'm I'm probably taking that line well yeah i was gonna say i may have lost 10 straight nba playoff bets but my (laughs) lock of the year is raging cajuns plus nine i mean come on um i'll go ahead and hammer it then hammer it hammer it i love the opening line in your paragraph talking about this game you go steve sarkeesian won't start his texas tenure with a loss to louisiana willie and i brad i got some deja vu from saying the same (laughs) thing about tom herman playing maryland I don't think it's going to be an indictment if Texas loses on, on what Sark has in Austin, has, has coming and, and cooking. But that's, that's an absolutely tough game. And uh, I mentioned on the podcast before, the, the next week Texas will play Arkansas. So it's, it's two kind of low-reward, um, high-risk games um, because no one's going to really sing your praises if you beat Louisiana and then Arkansas, even though those are tougher than you would think. I'm very intrigued by your fifth game, Brad. LSU at UCLA, LSU is a three and a half point favorite. And I think this is uh, what we talked about the crowd noise and the fans ready to be unleashed all across the country in Austin and and in Madison, Wisconsin. I don't know if UCLA is going to have the same impact at the Rose Bowl. Do you remember Trey when Chip Kelly was a top five football coach? I mean, that, that feels like we were in college lifetimes ago, right? (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Crazy. This is a huge first game for both teams. Both, both coaches, especially Ed Ogeron, you know, failing to live up to his national title expectations last season after he lost so many players from that 2019 title team. But look, LSU has, I want to say it's 20 starters back, pretty much all 11 on defense are back, several All-American candidates in the secondary there. LSU's the better team on paper, but I think it's going to be a very good ball game out west at, at the Rose Bowl. Like you said, some of those fans – uh I don't, I don't want to discredit the Pac-12, but maybe some of them might be lazy out there. It's not quite as hungry as, as the SEC fans in the South, but 
very good opening weekend game and and sort of one that's flying under the radar a bit. Everybody's talking about, you know, the North Carolina game, Louisville Ole Miss, Penn State, Wisconsin, Miami, Alabama. This is a very good game too. And if UCLA can can upset LSU, UCLA's top 25 team heading into week two. Yeah, UCLA might have the quarterback advantage here. Dorian Thompson-Robinson against, uh, is LSU throwing out Miles Brennan or Max Johnson? We'll find out. So I lied. Um, we're not going to deep dive the last five games, Brad, but um, with those other selections, is there a game that you see a little bit of upset potential? I am worried about North Carolina yep, going into Lane mine. Stadium where the fans, as we've talked about, are going to be rabid and ready. This is the same UNC team, Trey, that lost to Florida State and struggled with Virginia and gave up, you know, 50 points against Wake Forest and still won. I mean, can the Tar Heels handle the pressure of potentially being a top 10 team in this game, going on the road against a program that literally no one has mentioned since the end of last season? I think it's a very dangerous game and probably would be my number one upset alert game in week one. Yeah, I just got an excitement twitch thinking about it. I mean, that game's on a Friday. (laughs) The day before, we're going to be watching Ohio State at Minnesota. I mean, come on. Come on. How good is this, Brad? Um, we appreciate you, Jordan. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And um, follow Brad on Twitter at bcrawford247. Brad's got, I mean, no one has better offseason um, ideas and, and content and, and, all, and in season too, Brad. But um, yeah, you, you do a great job. And, and I was, uh, it made me very, very happy to read this article. So we're going to include it in the show notes too. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. I hope everybody has a great Thursday. We will talk to you tomorrow for the next edition of the College Football Daily.